So it's been a couple weeks since I posted a Corey Communicates. Uh, that is due mainly to the fact that I've been finishing up an album, which will be out everywhere December 19th. The album's name is Box Life, because every song is about a box. And before I get too far into this video, I just want to say that this video and the following two videos are going to be very heavy in terms of detail, but I feel like that detail is important for musicians and both non-musicians alike. So if at any point it gets boring, I would encourage you to kind of stick through it because I think the information that I'm going to be presenting is really helpful to a lot of people. I hope it is, and I hope I can be entertaining enough to make sure it doesn't get boring for you all. This video is a continuation of my music modernization and stuff series. Uh, the last video in the series was about streaming services and royalty payouts, and uh, I talked about some licensing stuff. This week's video and the following video are going to revolve around the Music Modernization Act. This week's video is going to pertain to Title I of the Music Modernization Act, which was signed into effect uh, October 11, 2018. A generalization of what the act was intended to do is basically a large update to current copyright law to kind of include digital streaming services which have you know sort of blown up in the past few years so title one deals with an issue we talked a lot about in the last video so if you haven't watched that one i would highly recommend that you check that one out but that topic is mechanical licensing so when you own a musical work you have the right to uh, distribute adapt and display that work a mechanical license allows someone who is not the copyright owner to reproduce and distribute recordings of a published musical work without the permission of the copyright holder. In return, the licensee pays a mechanical royalty to the copyright holder. Now, this type of mechanical license is called a compulsory or statutory mechanical license. Essentially, as soon as the copyright holder grants permission for their work to have mechanical use to a person or entity, anyone, anyone, Betty White, your grandma, my grandma, anyone can use that song or musical work for the same purpose upon giving notice and paying the required rate. The copyright holder in this case does not grant nor deny use of their work. This would apply to distribution of CDs, vinyls, and MP3 downloads. But there was a big problem that was made apparent with the rise of digital streaming platforms. Basically, when the licensee, the digital music provider in this case, wanted to mechanically use a musical work they would have to send notice to the copyright owner based on available information found in the public records of the copyright office. If no information of ownership was found, the licensee could still use the work by giving notice to the copyright office, not the copyright owner. No owner, no royalty payments. And even in that moment after a copyright owner was found, they're only entitled to subsequent royalties not the previous backlog of royalty payments that were missed. And with the millions upon millions of songs that are on each streaming platform, comes millions upon millions of licenses and notices for each individual work. Add on to that the absence of any centralized database with continually up-to-date information, and you kind of find yourself with billions of dollars just sitting on this table 
that could potentially slip into the pocket of some bald motherfucker from Sweden. Which, I don't know, <laughs> could end up in a multi-billion dollar lawsuit? Maybe? Title I of the Music Modernization Act, which I will be referring to as the MMA for most of this video and the next few, um, creates a blanket license, essentially, that replaces the song-by-song -song compulsory mechanical license system. This applies mainly to the license use of musical works for permanent downloads, limited downloads, and interactive streaming. Remember, interactive in this case means you, the user, actively pick the songs that you're listening to. Non-interactive streaming would be things like Pandora Radio, where you don't get to actively choose the music that you're listening to. The physical means of distributing music will still abide by the same song-by-song -song system, and those negotiations will take place between uh, the licensee and the physical owner of the copyright. This blanket license is intended to standardize payments to songwriters as well as protect digital streaming providers uh, from lawsuits resulting from unmatched copyright works. But what's the big deal? If the law was passed in 2018, why am I talking about it in my bedroom in front of a Christmas tree in 2020? And this whole blanket license thing that I'm talking about here, it comes into effect January 1st, 2021. Once the blanket license system becomes available, digital music providers will have to identify and locate musical copyright owners using one or more bulk electronic methods on a monthly basis to resolve unmatched works. If those works become matched, accrued royalties must be paid. If no match is found, the music licensing collective will hold non-collective royalties for up to three years. If after three years no match has been made, those royalties will be distributed to other songwriters. So let's backtrack. I just said something called the Music Licensing Collective. What's that? To implement and oversee the issuing of blanket licenses and the collection slash distribution of associated royalties, the MMA has created the Mechanical Licensing Collective and Digital Licensee Coordinator to oversee the interest of songwriters, and digital music providers. The MLC will be overseen by a board of directors consisting of 10 voting members representing music publishers, four professional songwriters. Additionally, there are three non-voting members, a representative of a non-profit trade association of music publishers, a DLC rep to represent the streaming platforms, and a rep for a non-profit songwriter advocacy group. Additionally, the law created three committees that will represent various interests overseeing unclaimed royalties, data collection, and disputes. In addition to the issuing of licenses, the MLC will now be the one responsible for unmatched royalties, requiring that the digital streaming providers provide a cumulative usage report for all unmatched work and turn over all previously accrued royalties. Additionally, the MLC will have the ability to audit streaming providers should there be any concerns surrounding the accuracy of their reports. This is done in the hopes of increasing transparency and royalty payments. And let's just, let's just stop the whole train, pump the brakes, because I need to make a very important point. If you want to collect mechanical royalties, the MLC must know that you exist. So please, if this is something that you feel like affects you, do your research and make sure you're registered with the MLC at the start of the year so you can receive your mechanical royalties.
At the end of the day, this is all intended to help songwriters and creatives. But there are a lot of concerns regarding the MLC. You have conflicts of interest you have to worry about. You have the sheer amount of data that has to be processed in a timely manner. Not even mentioning the $62 million in startup fees that have to be paid out by streaming providers. And to that, like I originally did, you're probably thinking, Oh, what? <laughs> Come on, man. Like Spotify, Apple, Amazon. Bro, they got that money. That's, that's some fucking chump change, man. And that's the same thing that I thought. But it's not just like the big wig snotty streaming providers that have to pay up. Any royalty bearing music streaming platform with more than 5,000 streamed or downloaded works each month will have to dish out a minimum annual fee of $60,000. Add on to that a one-time administrative assessment fee of a comparable amount also being due this coming year. So many smaller streaming platforms are worried about this potential $120,000 that they'll have to pay up in 2021. And a lot of them were worried that that amount of money just to pay out for the MLC is going to put them out of business. Not to mention the fact that many smaller streaming platforms feel like they are underrepresented in these government associations and collectives that are being built for the Music Modernization Act. And my intention for these videos is not to convince anyone of anything. I'm simply here trying to learn as much as I can about the current music industry that we're finding ourselves in and to share that information as I find it out with you all. And again, this was a very broad sweep over Title I of the Music Modernization Act. This law, the law, it's a law. It's very dense. It's very complicated. You can download it if you would like to read it yourself. I've done a lot of research and I hope I condensed it and hit all the important points and communicated them effectively to you. The next video I will be going over titles two and three and again thank you for watching these videos I hope you've enjoyed them I enjoyed making them and I'm very much looking forward to continuing this music modernization and stuff series.